I'm Jason Dacey with you on Weekend Mornings in the company of Neil Humphreys, a fellow ABBA fan. What incredible <laughs> news, Neil, that they, they've come back since 1982 to record their first material since then after all the squabbling and all the stuff behind yes. the scenes. This is when we need the webcam because you are as giddy as a schoolboy <laughs> sitting am, in I that am, chair. I He's am. bouncing up and down, Jason Daisy. I happen to tell the listeners that Jason Daisy is a huge ABBA fan. I am. I have known this for years. Mm. The first songs he taught his daughter were ABBA songs. You know, he stuck her in a chair. He handcuffed her to the, to the dining room chair. <laughs> and the Beatles and she, as well. Yes, but and she had to know every word of knowing me, knowing you, aha, before she was allowed off the chair. Look, I think it's great that ABBA are, you know, back together. They must be pretty good songs, I tell you, because it's either going to be spectacular or it's going to be awful. Because the thing I actually admired about ABBA for many, many years was they was offered a billion dollars at one point, mm, some, some, that's cr- true. some that's crazy true, yeah. figure, yep. to get back together. They turned it down because they didn't need the money. I mean, they breed money. They sit on the toilet and they, they, they mm. push out money. I mean, they, well, Mamma Mia, of course. Mamma Mia, the musical, still plays in the West End, still plays in New York, I believe, tours the world. The movie made $700 million or something and like that. And Pierce Brosnan sang. Badly. <laughs> I might as well have sang that song. You um, could have. It was, yes, double O, no good, double O, ek. Right? So that, that, that was awful. But, look, we have to remember that songs like The Winner Takes All, they are classics. But we also have to remember, I must point this out, that Abba also did songs like Dum Dum Diddle, yes. which, let me tell you what that song is about. That song is about a woman who feels sexually threatened by her violinist's partner's <laughs> instrument. So not every that's, song they wrote was a classic. No, no, that's true. And the same group that did The Dancing Queen, which to me is one of the great disco songs of all time, also did a song called Sitting in the Palm Tree. <laughs> and that is a song about a man who deals with romantic rejection by sitting in a palm tree. Probably written in Australia, probably. Yes, singing lyrics like, I will stay here among my coconuts. (laughs) So they're not always as lyrically proficient as you pretend them to be. So it could be spectacular, it could be rubbish. But all jokes aside, look, if you want to see middle-aged men and women... Middle-aged? That's being a bit kind. Well, yes, very kind. Drop everything at a family wedding... Just play Dancing Queen. They go nuts. It is a glorious scene. They pushed children out of the way to get to that dance floor and give it their best hip-swinging moves to Dancing Queen. It's one of the great songs, and Jason is the original Dancing Queen. I am, I am. I've got a confession to make. My brother is married to a Swede. I thought you were going to say married to one of ABBA. <laughs> well, he, he actually met one of ABBA. He met Benny because he spent time in Stockholm, and when he told me that he'd met Benny, I mean, my, my world stood still. You know, that was incredible. Wow. Uh, he actually met Benny and got a photograph with him. And, you know, who was your favourite out, uh, out of the women? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention the I'm men. Not, I, I don't wish to sound like, uh, you know, a sexist misogynist because I most certainly aren't. But you have to remember, I was a toddler at the time. I'm a, I'm a lot younger than you, Jason, a lot younger. <laughs> yes, days uh, younger. Yes, uh, uh, yes, whole minutes younger. <laughs> and I like the blonde one. Uh, <laughs> I don't right. know who that is, the That's blonde Anna, one. Anna, yeah. uh, my wife also happens to be blonde. It's not that I have a fixation with blonde women. I just remember as a child liking that blonde woman. And the other thing I remember was they had flare trousers the size of the Causeway Bridge. They you did, know, they You did. could have put an entire family inside those flare trousers. And they had the, the big stilettos and, 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 and the high heel shoes. But there was something about their music. They, they had a gift. The two main songwriters, being serious for a moment... Mm. 
they were the Lennon and McCartney of that generation. Everyone says it's so easy to write a pop song. Well, there's your guitar, there's your piano, mm. do it. But to write infectious melodies time and again, the opening chords, the opening sequence of Dancing Queen yep. is absolutely spectacular. It just gets you deep in your soul. It gets to the dancing gene that we all have. Where, and in, in men's case, they're dancing jeans, of course, in their glutes. <laughs> All men dance with their backsides. It's, it's a terrible thing to watch. And if you want to see 50 men wiggling backsides, just play Dancing Queen. That's it, the one. But it began with Waterloo, didn't it? Because that was a Eurovision yes. Song Contest winner. Yes. But did you know that in Australia they had a hit before that with uh, Ring Ring? And it wasn't a hit anywhere else apart from Australia. <laughs> I wonder why. Ring Ring. What a great time. They were huge in Australia. I think Australia was their biggest it market. Was. What is Ring Ring? Is it about a song about a salesman? Or ring Ring, the why don't you give me a call? Oh, well, Ring, 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 the happiest sound of them all. This is the thing. I lived in Australia for five years, right? And you're absolutely correct. ABBA are phenomenal yes. in Australia. Yes. They are bigger than the Beatles in Australia. Arguably. It is absolutely, Arguably, yeah, yeah. In terms of record sales, I'm pretty sure that's true. Everywhere you go. And if you want to see, you could go into a, 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 a one-sheep town in Australia, <laughs> like a real and outback there's town. Of them. There's plenty of them. And you can see a crocodile Dundee <laughs> bloke at the bar, you know, Drinking beer, then eating the glass. But I tell you something: put on knowing me, knowing you, and he would dance around the bar in his cork hat like uh, you've never seen. Yeah, Wonderful. Neil Humphreys used to live in Geelong, in uh, Victoria, near Melbourne. Of course, uh, he broke up his uh, Singapore stay with a, a little uh, five years or so in yes. Australia. And, and when we come back a bit later on, we're going to hear about Neil's love affair with Singapore. He's going to talk about uh, one of his favourite places in Singapore. We have the beautiful game where he talks about football, and beautiful places where he talks about one of the places he's written about in his books but we can't wait to hear the new material from Swedish pop group <laughs> you can't Abba. wait I definitely can't <laughs> wait and my brother is married to a Swede their first new music since 1982 <laughs> 